everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast conversation with successful business owners who share their secrets of thriving in business while living with chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Hey, everybody. I'm Nancy, the Chief Flying Pig Wrangler, and I help entrepreneurs and business owners who know they have to make a move, but they don't want to just to move. They want to make it in a more sane, strategic, and systematic way and stop spinning their wheels. They know that there are tools and strategies out there that are going to help them thrive and flourish and have both successful businesses and health, but they want to learn different ways to do it. What's going to make the most sense for them? And I know our guest today has some insight into all of that. So grab your pens and paper and get started taking notes. It's going to be good. Welcome, Dr. Shanae Petit. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Shanae, we've been talking offline here, and you've got some really fascinating things to say, and I want to hear more. So I'm just going to ask you to jump on in and start telling your story. Sure, sure. Well, I always say it started when I was born, even though that's like the real long story that we have too much time for, not enough time for, I should say. Well, the thing is, it really did start there. I was born with sickle cell disease and I was told that I wouldn't, my mom was told that I wouldn't live long. I wouldn't live a long life. And if I did, that I would be developmentally delayed, have a lot of issues, and that ultimately my life would be short. So fast forward to where I'm consistently dealing with chronic pain. I am consistently dealing with isolation because of my pain crises. I'm definitely not out playing with my sisters, with my friends, as long as they they are, I always have to come in or just stay in all together and deal with the pain crisis to keep from going into the hospital and or being in the hospital for a few weeks, coming out, then dealing with, you know, withdrawal for morphine because, you know, they don't have a cure yet. And what they usually just do is try to manage the pain. So from chronic pain, chronic illness, that space that always triggers depression, you know, depressive thoughts, anxieties, isolation, social isolation, you know, that builds from it. I really dealt with, you know, a nice, nice hand of cards here. And, you know, going into the world as far as education, you mentioned that I'm a doctor. I'm a by discipline, a social work psychotherapist, as well as back in 2015, I finished my doctorate in organizational development psychology. You know, talk about proving folks wrong, you know. <laughs> but I think that in the essence of survival, I was just strategic. It was, if I'm going to spend all this time alone in pain, let me distract myself, which then created a whole nother issue of anxiety, not being able to even follow instructions from my mom of just take a warm bath, <laughs> just relax for a change. That What's didn't relaxing? Because, no, no, my body didn't know how to. I would literally have panic attacks. That was the only time I would have a panic attack is when I was purposely trying to relax. and. Being fearful of being judged, 
if I were to go out with friends and need to cut it short and having to explain why and not wanting to have anybody dote on me and feel sorry for me, you know, the whole sympathy thing, it was like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I I definitely am still my parents' kid, very strong-willed, and that was how I lived life. You know, let me figure it out on my own. Let me figure it out. And so then fast forward, yes, I went through school and school being told, talk about messaging, being consistent, being told that I was a pseudo intellectual and that it wasn't there putting up air quotes uh, fault that I went to a public school. Not that I went to one, but that's what was said. And then that was in undergrad. In grad school, it was being told that I couldn't handle it. I I should just quit. I should go, actually, I should just drop out and actually just go to a community college because it wasn't going to make any sense for me otherwise, right? Fast forward then to my doctoral program, being told by a a professor that you're just not doctoral material. (laughs) Funny enough, I I sat right behind this lady during our hooding ceremony. (laughs) And so it was sort of divine. But, you know, the messaging, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're not enough. Just stay in your little corner and waste away. And then fast forward to my last career in the government uh, sector. Spent 11 plus years, federal government healthcare. Was told things all while I was going through ongoing chronic issues with my health. Ongoing chronic issues of domestic violence in my marriage that I was told I wouldn't have. That I should have considered myself the help. Those words exactly. You know, there's a movie and a book about (laughs) those words. Exactly. Like really consider myself the help and, you know, blatant discrimination, prejudice in every regard. And yeah, I dealt with that type of psychological, emotional, mental abuse, cultural abuse, And then I go home and I deal with emotional, physical abuse and being told that I'm a dime a dozen. It just didn't stop. And all the while getting to the point where at, you know, literally for those that know anything about sickle cell, I was in the hospital every weekend or urgent care, because at that point it was like, I couldn't afford to be in the emergency room or anybody's hospital for too long. I would go every weekend and get my fluids, get my IV of fluids, get my uh, jump start. Of course, they will give me narcotics. And I got to the point where my body just rejected narcotics. I could smell narcotics and get nauseous and vomit. And I said, enough. Y'all can give me fluids, but that's about it. I'm out of here. And then I'd have to be home, you know? So All throughout my life, dealing with hospitalizations, dealing with abuse, dealing with trauma. Crazy enough, I said, I'm a psychotherapist. So when it's all said and done, when I consider everything, I look at a piece of paper from the insurance company that is reminding me that I'm covered, you know, and I have so many more sessions allotted for therapy, what they're treating me for. I told you I worked in federal healthcare. I treated people with PTSD. And that was what was on my paper as the diagnosis they were treating and they never said anything. 
I have PTSD on top of chronic pain, chronic depression, anxiety. That was Incredible. it. Incredible. Yeah. You know, just to, it, it's interesting to sit here and, and listen to your story because in many ways, and, and I wonder how really common, and I don't mean to say either one of us are common because sure, we, sure. we have our own, you know, we have our own issues, but I am ABD, which I'm sure you understand what that is, mm-hmm. you know, but for the listeners, I got all the way up to writing my dissertation in my doctoral program. And I was told, who cares? Nobody wants to know you know, this is a waste of time and money, just quit. And Mm. I listened, I was in so much pain. I was, you know, that I just said, well, I guess they're right. I let the voices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so kudos for you to say, shut up, go away. I'm going (laughs) to But you know what? It wasn't even to be for kudos. Let me tell you though. You know, the only thing that got me through was the fact that I needed to be distracted because I hadn't learned how to sit still. I hadn't learned how to just rest. And you know, that's, but that's interesting too, because I work my tail off day in and day out. And my husband says, take a day off, just come sit down. And I go, right. no, because when I'm working, I feel better. Oh, yes. But you know, yes. if I'm sitting there, there's meaning to it all, butt, right? Yeah. When I'm sitting there <laughs> on my butt, I'm going, oh my God, this hurts. What am I going to do? Yep. You know? And, yep. and so we, we work and we do yep. things, but mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so so it's really interesting that, the, you know, and mm-hmm. I've always had things wrong with me too. I couldn't play with my friends because I had my first foot surgery when I was 14 years old and was in casts and walking on crutches and yeah, all these kinds of things. So I get so much yeah. of what you're saying. And the other question that I have that seems to come up often when I'm talking to people is you're here, you're talking with me, you're sharing the story. But you also said that you didn't want the help. You didn't want the pity. You didn't want the support. And I get that too. My husband tries so hard. And by the way, it's my second marriage, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Okay. There's so hope. There's, there, hope. There's, there's another one that, that, you know, a commonality. But he wants to help me so much that he does everything. And he takes away the things that I can do. Mm-hmm. because he wants to help me and I go would you please just leave me alone let me do it myself dang it <laughs> it's, such, it's such a conflict for me yes it was I don't want the pity for me it was let me try to feel like I can do this without help and then it was oh shoot I taught you, I didn't need you. And I'm trying to unteach that because then I'm asking for help and I get radio silence. And then it goes back to, we'll see. (laughs) What's the point? Yeah, Yeah, what's the point? (laughs) So so I guess my my question is, and this is is for so many of my listeners, because Mm -hmm. I run up against brick walls all the time when I'm talking to people and I'm saying, you know, you don't 
have to do it. We understand that you've got all of this going on. We understand that you want to be as independent and do things on your own as you can, but you can accept help and support, even if it's just to give you a way to learn how to do things yourself. You know, Absolutely. And, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because when I'm, when I'm out there and I'm trying to support people and I'm trying to say, Hey, you know, I, I, I may have found this really cool new tool that you can use and it's not going to hurt you. They'll go, no, I don't need help. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I'll figure right. it out. On right, my own. Right. You know? right. How do you get people who are dealing with the kinds of things that we're dealing with? that maybe haven't become as aware yet of of themselves, Mm -hmm. how do you get them to understand that it is okay to talk about the things that are going on and to share and to actually say, hey, I'm over here. I am ready for support. Teach Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. How do you get them to understand that? Well, it's interesting that you ask that because it even goes to present day of what I do. And it's really focusing on people that are like me, just like what you're doing here with this podcast. It's how can we shed light on the darkness that we had so that other people see it? And I tell my story. I tell my story. I asked for permission and I let them know after I have taken that flashlight, shine it right into their eye, <laughs> and they're like, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, uh, theoretically, it's like, well, let me tell you why I said what I said. Can I tell you a story? And I let them know nuggets at a time of pieces of where I've been that directly correlates with what they're talking about. And then I get quiet and I just look at them. And because I'm not expecting anything from them, it's like the dam is broken. Every single time, tears. It's, you see me. I'm like, yeah, that's why I had that flashlight so close. (laughs) That's why you were drawn to me. It's not by chance. It's not by chance. And I help them see that no matter what, What I've come to realize is that there's always this triad of mind, body, spirit, well-being that impacts it all. They may come to me and, you know, yeah, okay, mindset. All right, we're going to deal with the mindset. Or for some people with therapy, you know, so we're doing therapy. Okay. And as they're working through that and they're dumping out all of their protection, all of their, their gear that keeps them armored up, not seen, so to speak, by others of what's really going on. Once they get past that, then all of a sudden they just naturally, and I'm not a nutritionist, a dietitian or anything like that, naturally they start saying, you know what? I just decided I want to start eating better. Oh, I just decided I'm going to go for a walk. I want to try this yoga thing. I want to try, you know, they start opening themselves to what's natural in them, which is to care for and be the best version of themselves automatically. It's interesting to watch, but then guess where it ends? When they know what they know, the mind is good. 
and then they're eating good. Oh yeah, I'm a vegan now. Or, oh, I just eat clean and I, I do my little cleanse and this, that, you know, they, they got it all the way together. And then they come back like, but why do I still feel stuck? And I say, okay, then it's time to talk about your spiritual health. What are you doing? We're not talking religion at all. I subscribe personally to being a Christian and this is how I was raised in a Christian faith. And I don't speak to the universe. I speak to the one who created the universe according to my beliefs. Amen. Okay. And I let them use their language. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what are you doing? What have you done? Well, I just believe, you know, some people they're like, okay, oh, the universe. And okay. So what are you doing as it pertains to the universe? That's going to be on purpose. What do you do? Are you just someone living life as a passerby or are you purposely doing things to attend to what I learned back in the day that the scholars called the ghost in the machine? That's psychology 101. They dug and dug and dug and realized there's something else that beyond everything that physicist and everybody could try to figure out we are spiritual beings and then I start talking to them about language they use right oh their vibe was right or their vibe was off what what is a vibe oh their energy oh so you can sense someone else's energy hmm interesting let's go with that and when it's all said and done it's are you being careful about who you're around I had this one lady she told me what you this particular book. She named the book and I didn't even like the name of it, right? <laughs> she, I, didn't ever, I never even read it, never even heard of it. But I, I personally, because I am very mindful, very spiritually grounded. And so, you know, go nugget tool, hashtag grounding, anchoring spiritually, right? So I can, I help people because I stay grounded and I can feel their energy, even if it is virtually, right? I feel it. And I watch them. And they're like, this, this young lady, she said, oh, what do you think about this book? I said, I don't even like the name. What is it about? <laughs> <laughs> she said, well, it's sort of sinister. Interesting. Didn't even know it, but I knew it just from the name. And she goes, you know, long story short, tells me how it has her even questioning if she should trust the friends that she knows she can trust. And I said, you know what? I don't think you're in a place to read that right now. I said, you know how we talk about kids being a sponge and how you got to be careful about what you say, because, you know, I'm like right now, because we're talking spiritually, you are a sponge. You need to be careful about what you let in. You're dumping out the bad. You're dumping out the distractions. You're dumping out everything that keeps you from being steady and grounded. And you're to fill it with things that keep you steady and grounded, not a bunch of mess talk about manipulation and let me trick this person. Let me, no, that's, that's what you're trying to stay away from. Yep. Right. Yep. So when you say, how do I get them there? It's literally by first, just letting them know without even saying the words that I see exactly who you are, but why don't you tell me, put words to it. You tell me some of them don't even know, don't even know. They'll be like, I, I don't know. That's a loaded question when you ask you. And the question was, who are you in this moment? And that's a loaded question. Huh? <laughs> that's a loaded question. Can you rephrase that? No. Who are you in this moment? I say, well, I guess you got some homework. 
you can't have me guide you anywhere in your personal life, in your business or anywhere else if you don't even know who you are. Thank you. And once you figure out who you are and we're going to say whose you are, then you start focusing on purpose. What am I here for? Because of all the craziness that you and I have been through, Nancy, who child, we need to know and be very grounded and rooted in knowing that it is bigger Absolutely. than what we've been dealing with. Absolutely. I love Everything that. we've gone through is for somebody else. Well, and as I said, yeah, as I said, when, when we were talking offline here, I said, I'll sit here and I'll be leading a program or I'll be talking to one of my clients and I'll go, where did that come from? (laughs) You know, I don't know this stuff. How did that Uh come out of my mouth? You know, and I know that this doesn't need to turn into a religious conversation. <laughs> it's a spiritual but conversation. It's a spiritual conversation. Yes, but yes. I know, <laughs> I know for a fact that I, and, and in fact, I've got up here on my, on my board, you know, I've got these things that are talking about how someone else has leaded me, you know, led me yeah. to what I'm doing. Yeah. My, the, my entrance hallway of my house is my cross wall I have probably 30 crosses up there you know Uh and I can't do anything without knowing that that's God given and so I think that's a really good first tool that we can talk about is whether you believe in God whether you believe in the universe whatever to know that there is a meaning and a purpose and Absolutely. the first thing that I ask any one of my clients and they'll go, yeah, is, is to give me, and I, and I have a, a little program called flight plan. And mm-hmm. that is look at where you want to be in five years, mm-hmm. you know, and what are you going to be doing and how are you going to be doing it? And the whole, and of course this is all business related. So, you know, if, if you want to be making $500,000 a year, how are you going to get there? But, but it's, it digs into even what do you eat for breakfast? What kind of clothes do you see yourself wearing? And I'll have people say, well, I don't even know what I'm going to have for dinner tonight, let alone what I'm going to be doing five years from now. And I say, well, then you're not going to run a business. You know, you, you may work for a business, but you are not going to be a business owner. You need to figure out these things first. Absolutely. So I think that's a tool that whether you, and it's, it's especially important for someone with a chronic illness, because you know, you're going to be getting your fluids in the emergency room. You know that you're going to have to take time off for pain management, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. So don't book a Zoom for 365 days a year, because it ain't going to (laughs) happen. No, no. That's where, that's where putting together your automated system comes in like gold. (laughs) So, so tell me, and we're actually getting closer to the end of our time. So we we got it. We got to really cram a lot in here. Tell me the types of tools that you use on the regular, you know, what, what is it that you use to help you run a thriving business? 
How do you deal with the people you talk to? How do you get to your office and sit and manage things? What is it that you use? What are the automations? Well, even when you said, how do I get to the people that I'm working with? I live strategically in one of those live work play spaces. So I have, I like to call my corner office (laughs) in my apartment. But then for those that may want to come in person, there's office spaces and conference rooms on the two lower levels. And so it's easy for me to just call them up and be like, hey, I need a room. I have a client coming in. Parking, valet, it's already there, you know, bill it to the suite that I'm in, make it very easy for me to navigate. I have a three-year-old that I'm now the single mother for. His daycare is within five miles, okay? I situate my personal life to make it as easy as possible first, because When I talk to people about work-life balance, it's remembering that you are the human being in the middle. Everything impacts you, (laughs) okay? And especially with the chronic illness, everything impacts you, stressors, you know? And so otherwise, the logistics, I have so many different types of planners. I have so many different colors of sticky notes. I have a whiteboard. I have my Google calendar on deck. Look, I I got it all. Okay? <laughs> I got it all. Okay. And it's all so that depending on my mood, I know that in different moods, I'm not grabbing my productivity planner, but I still need to stay organized. So then I do have a virtual assistant that is making sure that she's consistently reconciling my calendar. We are consistently linked up with Slack. We communicate Mm -hmm. a lot in Slack. Uh, We have Calendly, but we have Calendly for specific people that we particularly give it to. We don't just have out there in the world, you have access to my calendar, but it's very strategic in different places. I have different directories that I'm on, whether it's high rise, like for business folks, or whether it's like therapy directories for people that are gravitating towards there, even though it all comes full circle to business matters, right? I have that. I have my notes, Voice notes in your phone are amazing, okay? Especially your voice to text feature because then you can voice that thing real quick, take a quick glance at it, and then send it over to the virtual assistant. (laughs) Hey, check this out. I didn't put it in Slack because I was being random in that moment because sometimes you get so busy, you being random, but yet you still have to have order. So she's my fail safe for maintaining order, right? There's also, what else do I use? I just finished taking, as far as automation, I just finished taking everything off of a platform called Teachable, which is, you know, for membership programming. I just took everything off there because after, what, three months, I realized that It's not as friendly as I need it to be for me. So it's what you call purposely doing even trial and error with your automation tools. Mm -hmm. So I'm now trying out something called Uscreen. It's basically where it's like, okay, forget Facebook. 
you know, forget all these different places. You can pretty much have everything in one space and it's a TV channel for your business. Ooh, I like so that. I'm going to try that out. You screen, folks, you screen. And I'm, I'm going to try that. <laughs> and I'm going to try it out, you know, and even though I have these different automation tools, like I do have a QuickBooks, I do have a CPA to, again, keep an eye on. I know that number stressed me out. I always had a stats tutor. <laughs> well, if I don't have to deal stats. with it, right? <laughs> if, if I don't have to deal with it, I don't want to deal with it. I can take a glance at it and, you know, when I'm feeling froggy, I can take a look and make sure everything's copacetic, but I get my reports and we do a bi-monthly review, you know, with the CPA, but I have my CPA that just handles my bookkeeping, but I have QuickBooks. I have, you know, Chase Banks, they have a merchant services in there too. And specifically because I see therapy clients, I also use a platform called Therapy Notes, HIPAA compliant virtual platform everything's there. I can send all their documents through there instead of sending them through emails with their, their personal health information on it. Everything is through there. Payment goes through there. So subsequently, I also use Stripe. And so I use these different things, but at the same time, I want to stress the fact that I have tried them out and gotten to the point of getting there. You know, so many people subscribe to certain ones because someone else is checking it out and saying this is the thing to do. But if it doesn't work for you in the way your mind is set up and you won't know unless you actually try it, it's actually gonna be a stressor. Cause then you're gonna say, oh, load off, take care of it. And then you realize I can't even access this thing. Every time I go to access, it's a problem. You know, you have to go for what works for you. I also use, what's another one that I use? I use, of course, Zoom. I use Zoom, but I have StreamYard as well. I like to use StreamYard. I like to use, because StreamYard, you know, for those that don't know, you can really broadcast live to multiple places at one time, especially on your social media platforms, especially if you have different groups um, that you want to broadcast in. Zoom is getting hip, so that's nice. That's always nice for certain things. And then there are, you know, just other things in between there to fill in the gap, rather it's called like audacity and things for mm uploading your podcast and things. And then I use WordPress for my blog, but thankfully Audacity and WordPress, they got a good thing going on where you can, any podcast that you do, you can convert it into a blog and just figure out the whole transcription thing. And so it's, it's nice to just have multiple things in different places because you don't know what's going to draw someone to your business. So that those are the ways that I actually do my marketing. I have things in multiple places. Another tip and a tool, Harold, Harold, help a reporter out so that you can get yourself as an expert on different magazines, news channels. I I was doing some uh, news broadcast on mental health for leaders in Australia, ticker news, you know, just from going on Harold, you know, I'm an executive contributor for Brains Magazine, like all these different things that came through Harold and really putting strategically, putting my hands in particular boxes to make sure that I grab all of the avenues in which that my audience will gravitate. Just like I'm big on LinkedIn. A lot of business owners are on LinkedIn. A lot of business owners are reading versus having the time to listen, you know, to a podcast. But those that aren't, 
then they listening to the podcast and didn't know they needed me, you know? (laughs) So that's what I do. And there's, like I said, there's other things, but my main thing is making everything that I use for automation make sense for my personality, make sense for when I am most stressed, what can I still operate with and find helpful? That's why I said I also have my little whiteboard (laughs) things on there as far as my main goals, you know? This is what I'm going to accomplish. This is my, you know, almost like a, a vision board, except that it's written down very plainly. This, this is my goal for 2021. This is my goal for 2022. Hey, I'm going to write a book, you know, all that it. other stuff. Yeah. It. Let me yeah. tell you before we go, because I use StreamYard too. I just this morning found Restream huh. and it's less expensive you can Ooh. you can uh, live stream to more places Ooh. and it looks like it offers more and looks like it's simpler nice i'm gonna check that out i'm definitely <laughs> checking that out because i'm Just, always looking for something that's more reasonably priced you know yeah yeah things that can you know integrate better because ultimately again when you're dealing with your, your health issues, your mental health issues, you need those extra coins. That's okay? right. That's you need right. your little pocketbook. That's right. <laughs> because when it's all said and done, if I ended up right after this podcast recording, for example, in the ER, I still need to pay a copay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. I, after one of my surgeries, my insurance quit paying just like that. They quit paying leaving me with a $500,000 doctor bill. No. So luckily we wound up suing the insurer. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't have to pay the bill, but you know, you're sitting here going, how the heck am I ever going to pay that? So yeah, Yeah. no, I know. It's all about making it all make sense. Just like you said, like these tips and tools have to be beyond the surface discussion. It has to be beyond the surface little anecdotal things. It has to be what's going to work so that when it's all said and done, like I said, you as the human being in the middle can go to bed at night. You as the human being in the middle can breathe without having a panic attack. You know, the overwhelm, because ultimately that's making you less creative anyway. That's making it more difficult for you to problem solve in your business and your personal life anyway. And if you're just miserable, if you're just miserable in everything you're doing, then, you know, why bother? You've you've got to be able to, and, and bottom line for me is no matter what, you've got to be able to laugh. You've got to be able to have some fun. You've got to be able to enjoy life, whatever Mm -hmm that may be. Somebody asked me the question yesterday, define success. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and there's all these people go, well, I'm making a million dollars. I've got this, you know, man, should I, go? I said to me, success means I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Does it say I don't hurt? You know, does it say I don't have struggles, Yeah. but I'm happy. And if I'm happy, I'm successful. Yeah. So, it's so funny. I have a sign that's right here on the other side of my laptop and it says success the accomplishment of a goal or purpose and I always say people on purpose favorable results or positive returns on hard work and it does not have to be money 
Nope, it doesn't. So I love our conversation. It was incredible. Thank yes, you so thank much. You. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. If there were one fun. thing that we did not talk about that you absolutely think we need to let people know, what is that? It's a quote that I recently started repeating after it just came up in another interview. And it's always look for this at the intersection of faith and wisdom, purpose will show up and take it from there. I've, I've heard that and I love it. That's great. That's a wonderful way to end our show. Thank you so much, everybody to wrap things up. If you liked what you heard today, let us know. Connect with Shanae on LinkedIn. You know, she, she, I'm sure she'll be happy to talk to you. If there's anything she can do, I'm sure she'll give you some more tips and things like that. And, and in the future going forward, let us know the kinds of things that you want to hear us talking about. I, I've got goosebumps today. I just, I, I think today was just wonderful. But if you've got questions for me, or if you'd like to know more about what we do at Business Success Unlimited, let's hop on a Zoom call. My contact information and Sinead's will be in the show notes below, or you can email me at nancy at businesssuccessunlimited.com. Until then, guys, get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Take care, y'all. Until next time. Bye-bye.